This is a Color Pencil Podcast, session number 230. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts... Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hey there, my name is John of sharpenedartist.com. Thanks for joining me today. I am your host, and this is the Colored Pencil Podcast. We're approaching the U.S. holiday Thanksgiving, and that's coming up this week, later this week on Thursday. So, This is going to be a shorter show, and I've just got a question for you today, and then a couple exciting things to talk about, some changes within the Sharpened Artist uh, community. But here's my question today. Why do you create art? Why do you create art? Chances are, I mean, you're going to be off work sometime this week. So my question is, are you going to be able to find some time to create some art? Uh, I'm going to. And I hope that you're going to be able to do that as well. All right. So first, I'm going to tell you why I create art. Um, Maybe there's one or two of you that might be interested in that. I would be interested in why you create art. Um, But I I just want to tell you why I do it. So it started out uh, as a hobby for me. I returned to this hobby uh, after 20, 25 years of not doing any art whatsoever. No art at all. And I returned to the hobby. And like most things that I get involved in, I get very obsessive. And uh, it was true with with uh, drawing. I just started drawing and I just couldn't stop drawing. And every time I turned around, I was drawing and I would uh, take sketchbooks with me. I'd sneak uh, sketchbooks into my pockets, uh, small, small sketchbooks and show up at uh, my daughter's uh, events. And I would start sketching, you know, and get frowns from my family and that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I drew as a kid quite a bit, but I returned to it and I am not, there's probably a lot of reasons why I didn't do art for a, a long time, but just suffice it to say that I rediscovered art, came back to it and I decided that, wow, I love this. I cannot believe that I wasted, you know, I didn't waste my years, but I wasted my uh, ability and skill, some would call talent, uh, creating art. And when I came back, I was very rusty. But I decided to just dedicate myself to it and really hone and cr- that skill and just craft it into what I wanted. And I was kind of stubborn about it. Uh, it was really pretty terrible when I started out uh, coming back to art, but I still loved it, loved everything about it. Now, there, that's not to say there weren't days that I got discouraged because there certainly were. But for the most part, I had a stubbornness about it and I was very confident. Some might interpret that as um, being uh, overly confident or maybe um, a little arrogant about certain pieces of that artistic development. Um, But it wasn't my intention. My intention was that I wanted to to do everything I could do to improve. All right. So 
Uh, all that just to say, I loved what I was doing. I loved this hobby so much. And I felt like, okay, I reached this spot where I loved everything about it. I love the setup of it. I love buying materials. Who doesn't love that, right? <laughs> I loved uh, exploring different things. I loved the process. I loved thinking about the process. I loved the setup, the middle, and the end of everything that there was involved. And so the next logical conclusion for me was I thought, hey, I want to talk about it. So I started this podcast and then I was like, hey, I want to teach this. How, you know, how do you go deeper into your hobbies? You, well, you you just get so engulfed into it that you find different ways of expressing yourself within whatever it is you love. And that's what I did. This is the reason why I pursued all these different um, different avenues of art. And it was all still related to art and the thing that I love the most, which was the discipline of drawing. So starting to teach, though, that just took it to a new level that I, I didn't even anticipate I would love as much as I did um, and still do. It's, it's just now I rival that with my passion for art is my passion for teaching it is just one of the best things about what I do now. All right. So my question, though, for you is. Why Why is it that you create art? And there may be many reasons, and I think we could broadly categorize some of these, and maybe this will get your um, wheels to turn in here and thinking about perhaps your reasons if, you're not, if you've not thought about it or you're not thinking about it. Number one, I think that some artists create art because it's a statement. They have something to say, something that they want to portray or project or uh, a statement they want to make to the world or to a community. And so they create art. It's a form of communication, right? And so they're wanting to convey those thoughts, ideas, or ideals to others. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you fall in that category. But number two, it's an impulsive thing. You just have to do it. Um, you know, for some, it's just like, I, I really don't have a choice about it. It's just something that I have to do. Uh, and I think there's probably, probably two types of artists that would fit into this category. There's one that uh, they get inspired by just the things, the beautiful objects that they can see or the things that they think of in their head. And they don't care if anyone ever sees it or not. It's just for them. I mean, it's just a private thing that they just have to do. I've just got to get this out onto paper uh, or canvas or whatever. And then uh, I think that there's another category that when they they still are the type that uh, it's an impulsive thing that they just have to do it. But I, I think it's the second category within this uh, this impulsive type is that they want to capture all of this that's in their head or all these things that they're seeing, and they want to show that to others as well. And so they want to express it and they want it to be seen. So really, they kind of fit in that first category as well. And then I think there's a third reason probably that many of us do art, and I certainly fall into this category. It's therapy. It's an escape from certain things sometimes. It's an escape from reality, um, or it's a connection with others. It's, uh, it's a therapeutic, meditative process that uh, transports you to a different 
place or time. And maybe, you know, for some, maybe it's just this longing for a time or a season in their life that perhaps has ended and they want to reconnect with that, something in the past. Or it could be still within this category of therapy that it's a time in the future that has not arrived yet, but it's a longing for something that could be or maybe they feel like will happen, something that will be in the future. Um, you know, some uh, some artists you can probably think of that would fit into this category, maybe um, an idealistic type of um, reality that they portray in their art. Some, maybe this is that dystopian type of future where, um, you know, the things are not quite as, um, you know, happy as they should be. <laughs> and so they're portraying that. But it's something that is uh, probably more therapeutic or it, it comes from that place of, uh, you know, this is something that could be um, not reality, but maybe a connection to something that could have been or maybe could have been in the past. And I don't know where you fall in these categories, and maybe you don't fall in one of these categories. Maybe you have a, a different category altogether that I didn't mention here, and you can tell me about that, certainly. That'd be awesome. One thing we do know, though, about art is it, it does create a reaction from viewers. It creates a reaction from society, uh, from a culture, from uh, a region. There is some interaction that happens with art. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, it, it can convey and relate emotions um, it, unlike anything else. I mean, you, you may be somebody who, when you listen to music, it can bring you to tears. It, it can me. That music can do that to me. It, it's very easy to do that to me. Um, I'm kind of a crier anyway. <laughs> it doesn't take much to to get me teared up. Um, and I can just think of certain pieces of music actually, and it can actually, um, uh, bring tears to my eyes, but art can do that as well. And art, it, it can, uh, it, it, it just elicits like this, this visceral response, I think from us. I hope that you get some time though, this holiday week, um, I hate to call it a weekend because the we, the uh, holiday doesn't actually start until Thursday here uh, in the United States. And so if, you know, you get some time uh, to steal away just a, a few moments of time and maybe create some art, even if it's in a sketchbook, uh, I hope that you're able to do that. Sometimes the holidays are very stressful on people and they need uh, just a little escape. And so if you're one of those people that you really need that this holiday season, then I hope you're going to be able to do that uh, just for yourself. If nothing else, uh, I give you permission to do that right now. Make that plan. Decide that you're going to do that. Um, that would be awesome. All right. And I will tell you, if you're someone who you feel like you've been doing art for a long time and you don't feel like you've seen a whole lot of growth lately, um, then I would just encourage you to switch gears. Um, switch gears just slightly. Uh, maybe focus in a different direction. Uh, choose a new subject matter or decide to start teaching. Um, there's a lot of joy that you would get from your hobby if you just start teaching it. And there, I, I just can't express how enjoyable and how fun and rewarding it is to be able to teach others. 
All right. So I, I want to leave you with this. So there are broadly what I see as two different categories of students who are um, not successful. And then I want to talk about two types of students or categories of students that I see as being very successful. Uh, this is what I have seen and witnessed in my online classes as well as uh, physical classes as well. Um, and then I've got the exciting announcement that I can't wait to share with you and talk to you about. All right. So there, the two categories of students who I usually see who, who struggle, who are not as successful right out of the gate. Um, and, and I, I, I was in one of these categories. <laughs> this is why I can, I can talk about it so well, because, uh, and I started jotting down these notes and I just started thinking about the way that I was, um, when I was sort of struggling when I came back to art. Um, okay. So number one, the student that will not push themselves They'll just stop or they'll just give up before they bump up against that anxiety feeling. You know, they'll settle or they'll make excuses. Um, that that kind of student right there, that student will just stunt their growth for a while until they get over that hurdle. And, and, and this is the reason why I always say that drawing and art is a metaphor for life. Because in life, if you stop, if you just give up, if you settle, if you make excuses, then you will not progress to that next level and until you do that. And so it's this internal conflict and working on ourselves. And that's really what makes your art better. It's, you know, it's not all just about the mechanical things and just about uh, being able to see and being able to judge perspective and, and look at uh, negative shapes and uh, be able to um, see things and in, improve in that area and hone that skill. But it's also being able to work on yourself and working on internal issues as well. All right. And number two, those that won't put in the work, the work, the discipline, just to become better, to uh, you know advance in that skill level. They'll skip over all the primary things and they won't practice and they won't, um, you know, go through the dark nights of just putting in the reps and they'll actually adopt poor habits and they'll use shortcuts and things, and you know, quote unquote, uh, just to get just to get through something, just to get something done rather than taking the time to do it properly. They'll just like, um, you know, throw caution to the wind and boom, just get it done in spite of themselves. And uh, I fell into that category. Um, and I, I have to say that there there are some good things, though, about that particular category and that student as well, I, I feel like. I think there is there's just a, a slight little tweak turning that corner and then they're they're on to a different path, a, a trajectory that is moving upward. All right. And, and this is the reason why it's so hard and difficult um, to always know how to push a student, because as an instructor, you want to push a student as much as possible. But you want to always balance that with enough praise to be able to uh allow them to know what's going right 
what they're doing well. Because one of the saddest things that I, I see happen is somebody will just get totally discouraged and they'll give up just because of some kind of offhanded comment uh, or a, a comment that they took the wrong way and they didn't accept it as constructive feedback and that sort of thing. And it's a delicate, delicate balance. And as an instructor now, you know, I get paid for uh, people to take my courses and to take workshops and, and, and so I have this other added um, emotional struggle that is going on where a lot of times a student will feel like, oh, he's just saying that because I bought his course or, oh, he's just saying that because uh, I'm, I'm taking his workshop or something. And th- that's not it at all. Um, what I'm really trying to do is encourage the student to keep going and to not give up. I'm wanting them to have the thing that I had when I started, I was encouraged to keep going. And if you're not encouraged, and uh, I, I got to tell you, constructive comments, wh- whether they were delivered well or not, sometimes would devastate me. And and I I know that says probably a lot of negative things about me. I, I, I get that. I'm kind of a little baby. I, I get that. That's fine. Um but it was, but it's true, and uh, I'm a, I'm a little thicker skinned now, but sometimes it would just it would just bother me, um, even if it was true whatever they said, it would still bother me. I, I never uh, can forget the time that the the person told me that the I on one of the commissions I was working on, uh, another artist told me the I was in the wrong place, and he he was absolutely right. It was wrong. It was totally totally wrong. It was up too high, and I didn't see it until he said that. Even though he was right, I was so irritated by that and hurt and all kinds of things. Um, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to admit that and to think about that now, but but that's that was true. Um, that, that's the way I felt about it. I'm kind of over it now. Um, <laughs> I am over it. Anyway, okay, so... So let me move on then. There there are two types of students, though, that I see as being they're usually very, very successful. And there's generally two uh, attitudes or two broad categories uh, that and qualities, I would say, I guess, that I see in these students. Two qualities. Number one, they're confident and they're also realistic, though, about where they are in their development. And then secondly, they don't give up. Uh, and they have plans and aspirations and goals. They, they know they're going somewhere. They know where they're going, or they at least have an idea of what their path might be. Uh, they have some goals, and they're not there yet, but they are working on it. They'll, they'll get there. So let me back up to number one again. They're confident, and but they're also realistic about where they are. So, um, you know, as some would call this, like I mentioned a while ago, a little arrogant at times, um, but they they look at where they are and they never measure that gap, but they're measuring the progress instead of where the, how much they've grown, you know, where they were and where they are now. And then they they know where they're going. So they'll measure, uh, you know, how far they they have to go to get there, but they're not focused on that gap. They're focused on the progress and they're looking at the progress. So they'll look back and figure out how they've progressed. And so they look at works that they've done with a critical eye and they'll, they'll, 
think about, you know, and, and be able to point out some of the issues, take those lessons with them to the next piece. So they don't compare, they don't just sit around and compare themselves to others all the time as, you know, as much as they compare themselves to themselves. And so they're hard on themselves because they have a lot of goals and plans and aspirations of where they want to be. All right. So on to my exciting announcement. Now I got to tell you that I, I first released the beginner's colored pencil course. And quite frankly, this is, uh, and it's not just my opinion, but I've, I've heard from a lot of students now that this has been the best course on colored pencil that they've ever taken. A lot of courses that I've heard um, from students on, they've talked to me about how that they didn't get reference photos even from uh, some of the courses that they've taken that they've, um, you know, where they were shown how to draw something, but there wasn't a reference photo that they were even using. Well, how can you get better at something? Um, we're talking about, you know, representational art or realistic art if you don't have a reference photo. So there, there's just certain things that I included inside the Beginner's Colored Pencil course that I think make it just one of the best courses out there, if not the best color pencil course out there. I was able to create something that I wanted when I started out in colored pencil. And even after I had been working in colored pencil for a while, I wanted something that was not just tutorial based. I, I wanted all the information to be in one spot. Certainly that was, that was a big deal to me as well, instead of having to jump all over the place. But I also wanted a course, something that would take me through step by step on not how to do their process, but how to achieve a total art transformation and create my own original art. So it was heading me in that direction of creating my original art, not the art process of some other artist. And so that was a big deal to me that I wanted this course to do that. I, I just didn't want it to be another um, blueprint or, you know, paint by number, uh, point and shoot, fill in the blank, whatever you want to call it. And I wanted to give individualized videos and instructions to students to meet them where they are on their path so that I could hold their hand, but then let it go, let them free and give them just enough tools that they need in order to create their own work. And that's what I see happening now with hundreds of students that have been uh, inside the academy. So I don't want that to come across as arrogant. I, I just I've heard from enough students about that. OK, I've got good news, though, for you. If you've taken that course I've got great news for you if you've already taken the course. We're going to be coming out with a 2.0 uh, version of the course. So we're, we've got some updates that we're going to be making in the course. The course has been closed for quite some time. Um, we're not done with those 2.0 changes, but we're working on it. Okay, secondly, if you've never taken that course before, we decided to go ahead and open it up right now for a Black Friday sale. You can head on over to the show notes and you'll get a link over there and you can go ahead and purchase it now for a few days now. Uh, and it will be closing there. And we're only accepting 100 students, but this is the, the deepest discount that we've given to this course uh, for this course. 
in well all of all of this year certainly but i think in probably two years something like that so please uh, take advantage of it um here's the cool thing about it if you buy the course um during this black friday sale and we're starting black friday early so it starts now um you will not only get this course but you'll also get the 2.0 version when it's released plus you're going to get some extra goodies, and I'm not going to tell you what those are yet, but I, I can tell you, you're going to be excited about those extra goodies. Um, but again, we're only going to accept 100 students this time. We're only accepting 100. And the reason for that is with an influx of students, um, I want to be able to um, be there for the students and to uh, you know, be able to support them in any way that I can. When when you want feedback, when you want critiques, when you email me and you're wanting my honest feedback on the work that you're doing, I want to be able to give you that attention that you deserve. So um, we're capping it at 100. So it'll be open for the next few days and link will be in the show notes. And I'm excited to offer that to you. All right. Uh, I'm also excited to offer uh, the the 2.0 version to those of you who uh, are already um, inside the beginner's color pencil course. You've already taken the course, and um, you're you're going to get that upgrade absolutely free. So take advantage of that before uh, we close this again. After we close it, we make the changes. We come out with a new course. Obviously, um, that course will be going up in price. Uh, we haven't done that in forever. So let me let me just tell you something kind of interesting and fun about the Beginner's Colored Pencil course. I released it in um, summer of 2016, and I was still working at Macy's at the corporate office downtown Cincinnati in IT. And I, we were about to go on a, a, a trip to Disney, to Florida. Um, I was going on vacation and I was, I was gearing up for this and getting ready to release this course. First course I've, I've ever, I would ever have released. And that, that was it. And, uh, so I wasn't real used to, there were some things that, you know, I didn't really know a whole lot about. And, um, I just wasn't up to speed on certain things and we'll just put it that way. Um, and, I went ahead and thought I had everything done. I was ready to go. I stayed up all night um, making sure all the modules were there and all that stuff. And what, what I thought was, um, you know, getting it all done correctly. Left, went on that trip and found out that there were there were a few modules that I had forgotten uh, to. I, I didn't get the videos uploaded. I can't remember exactly how it all went. But anyway, the net result was. There were some uh, some of the modules and videos that were not there. Uh, it was nerve wracking. So I um, I had to release some of those, and I, I did that while walking around Magic Kingdom <laughs> on my phone. It was ridiculous. Um, anyway, and then there was one section that I could not get the videos; they were not up on any kind of server, and so. I just re-recorded them and did them down there in in the uh, in the hotel that we were in, <laughs> and went out and bought supplies and and uh, had a camera. I think I had a camera with me. Anyway, recorded those there and put them in there, and they were not 
not the best quality at that time. Um, they've since been replaced. As soon as I got back, I, I replaced those. But it was just like, uh, it was it was such an odd thing. And, and it's funny to look back and to think back about how far uh, that course has come. A, a lot of things have changed inside there, but there's going to be so much more that will change um, in the near, near future. And we're adding a lot more to it there I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback and there there's some things i just want to include to make sure we cover uh everything as much as possible all right so my final announcement is that we're we're coming out with a network so i, I don't i don't have a whole lot of details for you at this moment but i just wanted to let you know that for those of you who uh, have talked about this in the past, have been uh, wanting more connection with other members inside the Sharpened Artist Academy. I've got great news for you. You're going to have it. You're going to have a network that you can be a part of where um, it's it's called the Monthly Sharpener, and we'll have some sharpen up skills inside there. But anyway, I'm not going to reveal a whole lot more than that, but uh, I'm excited about it. We'll be releasing it soon. If you're on my email list, then you will get a notice on when that is available and when it's uh, going to be ready for you. So, so excited about that. It's, uh, there's a lot of great plans that we've got um, for those of you who have been asking for this and you want more connection. You want to be able to interact and meet other like-minded colored pencil artists. I mean, it's just, just an exciting, exciting thing. So, all right, that's all I have for you today. Remember, you can reach out through email podcast at sharpenedartist.com. You can comment in the show notes, and I would love to hear any of your thoughts. Sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. This is a weekly show, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.